self-serving persuasive talkers of everything and nothing we are a conversation con artists what's going on people it's your boy mr on point and i sincerely hope r kelly still doesn't think there's anything wrong with a little bump and crime oh okay also known as calamity red that's a lot it is for a, lot. a name well it's it's a lot for him well, we are conversation con artists back for another wonderful episode i'm mr on point you can find me at mr m-i-s-t-e-r underscore on point on facebook and instagram and i am, can be found at red underscore calamity also we're still doing a listener letter portion of the show so if you have a question you would like for us to answer on the show you can send it to our gmail account which is conversation con artist at gmail.com or you can find us on Facebook, Conversation Con Artists, and send it to us that way. Uh, we don't have a letter this week, but I had I saw a, uh, a post that <clears throat> I wanted to not necessarily talk. Well, I could talk about it from this perspective, but you might have to do like restaurant. But it said this customer walks in 10 seconds before we close and she had the audacity to yell, yeah, I made it. Bitch, you made what? Made me mad? I used to hate working in retail when people would do that shit. Like, I hated when people would come in. Because the thing about it is when the store closed, and, and if the store closed at 9, you ain't getting out of there at 9. You don't, you know, it's shit you have to do before you can leave. So then if you come in right before we finna fucking close the doors and do what the shit fuck we need to do to leave, that is going to be even longer than now I'm not going to get to go home because you decided to come in here five minutes before closing and shit. And then they don't never want to get like one thing real quick it's always like bitch what what are you doing why are you getting so much stuff can we get this done so so we could get out of here i used to hate that shit oh it was so frustrating i hated it i don't know how what's the average amount of time once a person get in there they stay in your experience i mean it could be 10 15 minutes that's like was average. retail for you walgreens uh, I worked re- like I did towards rest before. Uh, Walgreens stayed open twenty four hours, so oh, I got right. off. The one I worked at anyway, that one stayed open twenty four hours, so I got off when I was supposed. Long as the next person fucking came in on time, I got off because it was like overnight work. They worked overnight, but towards the rest, there would be people coming in. I'm like, the fuck you coming in? It's a toy store. Why are you coming here so late buying goddamn toys? Um. Where else have I worked that was retail? Um, I did grocery stores when I was when I was in high school. Be the same shit though, especially on the weekend, cause I would, you know, sometimes I would work clothes on the weekend. And nigga, are we trying to go home? Cause again, when those doors close, we don't automatically just go home. You gotta count down all the registers and shit. You gotta make sure the bathrooms and shit is clean. Now, sometimes, depending on how busy it is, people start doing stuff like before clothes, if it ain't that many people in the store, so that we, when we do close, we don't have as much stuff to do so we can get out of there. But if it's busy right up until the end, we don't have time to do none of that shit that needs to be done. So now, I gotta wait for your ass to get done and get the fuck out of here. And then start on all this stuff that we didn't even get a chance to do because it was busy. So from the restaurant industry perspective, it's automatic 45 minutes. Automatic. When the store, what, once the restaurant closes? Well, just when a person get there. Oh, It's okay. automatically 30, 45 minutes for a dining experience. Mm-hmm. Uh, because it's going to take them 10, 15 minutes to sit down, get ready, and me to get their drinks, everything to go down. 
uh, it's going to take the kitchen 10, 15 minutes to cook their food, even in the fastest time. Mm-hmm. And then they got to eat their food. And they came there so that they can sit out and talk. You know, have an experience, not yeah. just get in and get out. I mean, some people take that into account, but not all of them. It was something that never really bothered me, though. I'll be ready to go home. Nothing really bothers me, well. generally speaking. So, naturally, that wouldn't be something that bothered me either. Um, I just hung out, chill. Hope they gave me a decent tip. But I am not the uh, I'm not a norm. No. In that most servers is irritated. They'll come to me and ask me if I could take their table. So many different things. That shit. See, and you don't. You would at least maybe be tipped for them coming in late. They might tip a little more because of the inconvenience. Retail, you just you get what your what your paycheck is. So that is just like get the fuck out. But please. you also get a ten or fifteen minute situation though. Like it's not worth it. I'm just saying, compared to a, so, would you rather have a automatic 45 with the possibility of getting a little extra money, or a 10 to 15 with the paycheck you get? I don't know. 45 would make me mad, and I don't think anybody ever stayed that long. We did have a. Uh, but the thing about it is, it don't usually get any worse from that. It. So I so the people who hate this the worst is managers. Because when me and my brother both worked at Red Lobster, uh, and my brother didn't care either. So he got a table real late, and it was like they came in like three minutes. They came out wide, they came in while the manager was on his way to lock the door. Damn. <laughs> and uh, he was not happy. And my brother was like, hey, this is a war, war vet, you know, at the table. And he said, I don't give a fuck if he got shot in the face with an American flag. It's time to go. Hey, look, <laughs> I was like, "Damn, <laughs> that's because we." I when I worked at Walgreens, at the end of my shift, even though, like I said, that one that I worked at was twenty four hours. This fucking lady, and and you know it's so crazy. I know you coupon, and I have benefited from you couponing, and so on that side of couponing, I'm all right with it. When I worked in Walgreens, I couldn't stand that shit. And this lady came in right at the end of my shift with, like, so many coupons and so much stuff. And I was so angry (laughs) because I knew it was going to be a difficult situation because it never, like, sometimes the coupons work, sometimes they don't. And, like, she had a buggy, like, full of shit. And I was just like... Why the fuck at the end of my shift you got to come through the line? Like, and so from then on though, when I saw that lady come in, cause she had a um, she had a a a like a note like a three ring binder that she, they kept all her coupons in. <laughs> when I saw her, I would like get off the register and start like facing um the aisles, or I would go clean the bathroom. <laughs> Or something, so I wouldn't be up front. So then when she came through the line, I ain't have to check her ass out. I could, oh, I hated that shit. I hated couponers. It's the worst. Being on the register when they came through, I hated that shit. And I've gone into stores late, and I've couponed late, but I come in aware. Like, I don't go into somewhere if I got to do all my shopping late. Mm-hmm. And the person who... 
is about to get off don't know that. So the <laughs> amount of anger that you get from somebody just walking in late is probably there. Mm-hmm. But if it's late, somebody somewhere's about to close, I go straight in, get what I'm getting, and then I go. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I don't go to the restaurants within the last hour. But mainly with restaurants is because I feel like in the last hour your service is compromised somehow. Yeah. I mean, the sweet tea ain't regular sweet tea. It's the unsweet tea that nobody been drinking for the whole day <laughs> that they just added sugar in because they poured out all the sweet tea or they ran all the sweet tea. People drank it all up and they just weren't going to make no more. So they compromised uh, the stuff that ran out. During the day, they got to go back and pour you a little cup of this or fix you a little cup of that or the dish you ordered, the chicken dish you ordered, the chicken was frozen, so they had to go and thaw it out real fast in the microwave <laughs> and hot water. It's like it, your your meal has a higher probability of being compromised when you go into a restaurant late at night when they've stopped prepping, they stopped stocking, and when things run out, they just let them be gone. <laughs> You know, like drawn butter at Red Lobster, the butter just be like they it's gone now. They poured it out. They they put it in a container. They they took a gamble on the idea that nobody was coming in, and they put <laughs> stuff up. And so now they gotta you know patchwork stuff and make stuff for you <laughs> weird, and it ain't always worth it. I and I know that from the restaurant side. So like the last hour, I don't go in <laughs> if you can even get good at good service in that last hour sometimes you go in there and they be so intent on leaving that they mm-hmm. leave you i mean the serve the your stay end up being longer because of their negligence <laughs> you know it's like if you would just bring me everything let me order bring me my food and i can get out of here but like when you wait 10 minutes between coming to ask me for my drink because you're trying to roll silverware <laughs> then you give me my drink then leave before you let me give you my order and then you take another 10 minutes because you back in back sweeping or mopping <laughs> Like, you're prolonging this experience. My goal was get them in, get them out. When I gave, when I asked them for their drink, I asked them, are y'all ready to order? <laughs> and, you know, most people would be like, well, we hadn't even looked at the menu. Go and get their drink, bring them back out. Are y'all ready to order? <laughs> you know, like, as nice as I can. But, you know, I was a good server. Well. I was a really good server. We, me, and Shogun and Cole Jackson from Government Name went to Twin Peaks um, last night. Today is uh, Saturday, so this is Friday night. And I don't know if is Twin Twin Peaks is a franchise. Yeah, is it like a Southern franchise? I think so. So if you don't know what Twin Peaks is, Twin Peaks is like another version of Hooters. Um, it's mostly white girls. I feel I don't know if all of the Twin Peaks are like that, but it's like it's like Hooters. They wear little. All of them had a stomach out. They all wear these little crop tops and these little itty bitty shorts and shit. And um, but the reason we wanted to go is because he gonna get so upset. But I can't. I can never remember which one Cole is. I don't know if he's a vegan or a vegetarian. I can never remember. He gets so. I'm saying, <laughs> but I guess I'm a vegetarian, maybe, because vegan is the one where they don't have anything, any animal products at mm-hmm. all. Yeah, so he's a vegetarian, and so um, they have a Beyond Burger, which is supposed to be this really good vegetarian burger that takes I don't know. So he wanted to go and have that. So um, we met him at Twin Peaks, and the server that we had, first of all, she was training somebody, which is fine, but. The girl who was doing the training was like 
nuts. Like, I don't know if she was on coke. I don't know, but she also, I hate, I don't like when white people do this. I don't like when they interact with black people and feel like they have to, like, say, like, black shit or, like, just talk regular. Like, uh, you know, Cole makes jokes all the time. I forgot what it was that he didn't, he didn't, he misunderstood something or something. He was like, well, you know, I can't read or I'm I, I'm stupid or something he said. And she was like, she was like, don't you say that. Don't you dare say that. Then she said, you is kind. You is smart. <laughs> you is important. <laughs> I don't have a problem with white people doing stuff like that. This shit is irritating. Shogun got fed up with it at one point, and she she was saying something about you know, we're, no, we're not gonna call the popos, and he was like, we don't call them popos over here. We just said police. <laughs> so this was the whole time. The entire every time was, she came over to the table. So do you think that she was like that, or she just did that because y'all was black? I don't know. It was hard to tell because of how hopped up she was like she, she was so like oh, just this was like the trainee no this was the trainer <laughs> the trainee was chill the trainee was just kind of there like she was just there i don't even know that she even said anything i don't have a problem when white people uh, know something from black culture and then use it appropriately in the right context even if it's off-putting i mean i don't it don't really bother me i don't like it when you Cause it's like if it's like just a natural thing, she kept doing it. It was like weird. Like she made it weird because she kept every time she came over to the table, she would say something else. She started doing what is this dance where they? I don't know what it's called. Millie um, rocking. Millie rock. She started Millie rocking for no fucking reason. Like she was talking about something else and just thought Miller right. like she was just really weird like she was hopped up on something and don't know she because she had said she hadn't eaten all day usually when people don't eat they are low energy she was like on 10 it was crazy like so every time she came to the table it was something else and we were all just kind of like fuck is wrong with her <laughs> what is her problem it just was weird every time she came over um, and she had she had three 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 tattooed on her hand. <laughs> so Shogun asked her if she was like half demonic or half something, cause you know six six six. And then she was like, no, you know three is just a really important number. Everything happens in threes. I keep seeing threes in my life. You know, the Holy Trinity. Like just she was a weird girl. Um, weird people in life, huh? There are weird people in yeah. this life. Like I said, her trainee was just kind of like there. Like her trainee was chill, but she was nuts. Like she's on ten whole time. It's it was weird. Like and she kept just making these little states where it's like, stop, you know, <laughs> what's wrong with you? Just she was weird. Um, the food wasn't. I just went because I wanted. I didn't realize I forgot it was like National Margarita Day yesterday. So like they had four. I had a four dollar margarita. Um they didn't like their and i just got some um chips and salsa but they didn't like their food uh, cole liked his burger but they gave him like a itty bitty amount of uh sweet potato fries <laughs> and then shogun didn't like his salmon it wasn't he didn't like it, it wasn't good i wouldn't have ordered salmon at twin peaks but me either <laughs> i think it's certain places where it's like <laughs> This food don't deserve to be served at this place. Now, why they are serving it here, whatever. But uh, a restaurant that emphasizes titties and ass, yeah, 
when you walking around, salmon is too good for that place. <laughs> I don't think it's quality salmon. I don't think it was good. He didn't like it. It wasn't good. Like what I know, it's so. You good. need to get wings and chicken tenders from them places and yeah. burgers. Oh, uh, burger! I got you know they had um, I forgot what kind of sauce. It was a weird salsa. It was some kind of something I don't remember, but it was all right. Uh, Cole liked the burger. He was just upset because um, she literally gave him like it was the the amount of fries was laughable. <laughs> Should have asked some questions. Like not with so, the crazy girl. Do y'all though. weigh these fries or do y'all count these fries? Cause this is nine. You should never have nine fries on your plate. You should never have an amount of countable. Like you should never have an amount of fries on your plate that you can count. Yeah. The only thing you should have that much of are potato wedges. Potato wedges make sense. Okay. Yeah. I got That's six thicker. potato wedges. You yes. know that makes sense. But for fries. There should be an amount that you don't automatically think you should count. If there is enough, if there are enough fries on your plate where you think you can count them, they ain't stacked high enough. That's wrong. You need to go. You need to tell your server, hey, how do y'all actually measure out the fries? Because this seems like an unreasonably small amount of fries compared to the amount of burger. I'm just saying, there's no balance here. He did mention the fries to her. I don't even remember, like, cause she was just so weird. She, res- I don't even remember her response. He did say that, cause it was just a very noticeably small amount of fries. Or, or go online and look up that meal on Google, cause mm-hmm. you can always find a meal from a restaurant on Google and see how many fries the one on the picture she got <laughs> versus the one you got, and be like, hey, look at this picture for me real quick. <laughs> see, I can count my nine fries. But there's an uncountable amount of fries on here because it's clear that there are fries hidden under this layer of fries. I can't count them if I wanted to. So I'm just like, how did y'all measure my fries? Is this like a black-only fries plate? And y'all got white-only fries plate that come with more fries? Uh, is this because I'm not smart? Um, I'm not kind. And I'm not important. Like, it, is that why I got these little fries? It's like... Y'all got like the special me plate version beyond me burger that you sent me or something like I don't understand what's happening here cuz all I want all I can I just came here for a regular meal and I don't feel like these fries are going to complement how much burger I got. I don't want to get halfway through my burger and the fries are gone. These are some, these two things are complementary. All the bites of the burger should be complemented by all the fries unless you're one of those weird people who eat the whole burger first and then eat the fries or eat the fries first and then eat the burger. But if you have both of those things and you eat them simultaneously, you, they post to last the entire time with each other. That's just how it works. And if that isn't the case by you looking at your plate, you need to address that. I don't really care how weird your server is. Your server know damn well how many fries she done seen on them damn plates all the time she done bought it out to people. She know. Well, like I said, he did say he did say something to her, but I don't even remember what her response was because she was being so fucking weird. So I don't know. It was weird, but it was interesting. She made it interesting because every time she left, we was just like Coke. Like, is it like what is she? What is she on? Because she owns something very clearly. Because she was just on tears. And she she had said. I mean, she had worked a long shift. Usually, again, people get low energy. She was not. At all. Remember she had a bunch of coffee or energy drinks. Mm-hmm. 
them energy drinks be if you don't really fuck with your energy drinks and coffee it put you it put you on another level oh yeah you had like i told you for thanksgiving <laughs> when i drank that starbucks homebrew coffee i was i was dancing in the middle of the kitchen like carlton did on that episode where he took that speed on the fresh <laughs> prince i was gone it was a chair in the middle of my kitchen i was just motherfucking spinning circles around that bitch i don't even know why which is crazy because I, I drink coffee daily uh actually i don't drink it on the weekend i drink it it helps me it with work going to work in the morning so monday through friday i do make a cup of coffee and drink it on my way to work so for me because i've been drinking it for so long it's like it's coffee but like i i don't even remember what uh, my first cup of coffee was like because it's been so long ago like i started drinking coffee in college coffee crashes me half of the time probably because of narcolepsy mm. uh and the other half i guess i'd be carting on speed <laughs> i don't know it, it don't it only happened like twice i started drinking that coffee taking it with me on my day because mm. when i'm going to schools i was stopping go to sleep in between some of my schools and sometimes i'll sleep too long mm-hmm. and it'll cut out me being able to see one or two clients which extends my week yeah so I started taking that with me and was just drinking it and was like staying up the whole time and was like, okay, this coffee working. But half of the time, it put me to sleep longer than I would mm. not taking it. So it's, it's a toss up. I don't take, I don't drink coffee for no critical reasons. I just drink it because it's good and it's just when I want to have the taste of coffee, I guess. Yeah. All right. Well. I just wanted to talk about that in lieu of a letter since we didn't have one. But if y'all have a letter you would like for us to send to send in or a question you'd like for us to answer, consider to our Gmail account, which is conversationcallartists at gmail.com, or you can find us on Facebook, Conversation Call Artists, and send it in to us that way. So they arrested R. Kelly. Mm-hmm. He is, they've released his mugshot and everything. He is facing 10 counts. Uh, ten charges each, and each each count uh, can get up to seven years. So he's looking at, at maybe up to seventy years in prison if he is found guilty. Um, it's about time, I guess. Is all I really have to say about that. I don't know. Now, hopefully, this will not go like the last trial he had, where he was uh, found not guilty, which I still don't understand but hopefully that won't be the case this time because it ain't gonna be like so we've talked about before like um we've talked about how bill cosby seems to be having a you know a fairly i guess all right time in prison uh i don't think that's gonna be the same thing for r kelly like bill cosby one is super old two he played this lovable character that everybody kind of grew up with and so as opposed and his crimes were against grown women now they were fucked up but they were not crimes against children i think at this at this point everybody knows that child molesters don't have a good time in prison there is a social hierarchy in the prison system child molesters are at the very bottom of the totem pole and they get victimized quite a bit because they just are deemed to be the lowest type of prisoner so and with him having all of this sexually explicit content as far as his music is concerned, I just don't feel like he he's going to enjoy prison very much. Like, I feel like it's not going to be good for him, which I don't give a fuck. Fuck him. But it ain't going to be like Bill Cosby, I don't think. 
You don't think? Mm-mm. Do you think it will be like Bill Cosby? I don't know why Bill Cosby situation like Bill Cosby situation. <laughs> to be honest, if it's indeed the way that he said it's going, um, but I don't know. I think they have a level of star power when they go to the jails. Yeah. I think there's a lot of people that's gonna respect R. Kelly and like R. Kelly. Maybe and not, cause I can see a rapper. Like I could see Wayne when he go when he was in prison. I could see I could see certain musical artists, but not R. Kelly. Like you I don't think the jail population ain't gonna be the way that we are out here in terms of being split between who believe it and who don't. I don't at this point. I don't know. I don't know. I don't. Well, because the thing is, we like, gotta wait for him to get indicted. I mean, we gotta wait for him to get. Charged yeah. and sentenced and sent to jail first because he probably ain't finna see no jail until that happened. Oh, yeah, he got the money, he got the money to bond out. Bond he out turned himself in, and uh, yeah, he had to pay two hundred thousand dollars. Wait, no, I'm mixing stories up. I don't think his uh arraignment is until the eighth, yeah, no, nah, it ain't been here. Uh, the other story is he got to pay two hundred thousand dollars in back child support by March 6th to go to jail. This nigga. <laughs> I mean, they may be split. I just, I just know, and it may be because it, it would only be because he's R. Kelly. Because if you go to jail for a charge of child molestation, they not checking for whether it's true or not. Normally, like, so like him being R. Kelly may help him in that regard, but like normally they don't, they don't give a fuck. Like you were accused of this, and they fuck with you. Period. That's what I'm saying. The star power is a variable. Man, I don't know. In the situation. I just I can see it with other artists, but and because these other art has there been a case where somebody like R. Kelly has gone to prison for child molestation? Like because again, Wayne went in there for like was it uh gun charges? Like it, it, it wasn't no it wasn't no shit that a regular person going to jail would have had no trouble for. Like if you go to jail as regular Joe with gun charges I mean, you ain't gonna automatically become a victim because of that shit. But then they also ain't like we gonna find out. True. Like they not gonna well, send us. I don't know. They not gonna put stories up saying that R. Kelly walking around with a colostomy bag. They not. His but ass like, don't work no more. But we knew that um, Jared got attacked. Subway Jared, they kicked his ass. Like, I mean, we may not know the extent of it, but I feel like we'll hear about it if he if he anything happens because we heard about Subway. When I heard that about Subway Jared, I was like, well, good. Fuck him. They should beat his ass. What he get? Fucking around with children. That's what happens. <laughs> like I have no sympathy whatsoever. Like at all because it's just so disgusting. And he been doing this for so I don't long. Like, it, man. like what? I don't like jail culture. I, I don't will, like prison culture. Well, no, it's not nothing to like. No, what I'm saying is they sold us this idea that prison is supposed to be some kind of reform. Oh, but they got. The guards helping smuggle stuff in. Mm -hmm. The guards beam people just because of your crime. If you did something to a police officer, mm -hmm. um, they allow these people to fight and stab and hurt each other. Like this is why we have a society full of felons that come out of jail and are no closer to being decent citizens than than otherwise. Well, you know they allow these cultures to exist. Well, like, but realistically, how could they eliminate it altogether? Like. 
part of that there are instances where the the ceos be uh corrupt and and they have a hand in a lot of the stuff that go on but like you have the no snitching culture so like even when people get victimized they're not finna tell on who it was when no snitching culture exists in every single area yeah i mean we got no snitching culture between our own friends between our own families, mm-hmm. between all of the agencies, FBI, CIA, police. It's like the only one that is stigmatized is when it's the black culture that's saying no snitching. Now, I do have a problem with no snitching still because no snitching used to be about self-preservation because the police officers were not helping the community avoid getting consequences from the gangsters in the community mm-hmm. it used to be about self-preservation no snitching used to be like y'all ain't protecting me so i'm not helping y'all mm-hmm. it turned into some kind of fucked up skewed version of loyalty where you protected the wrongdoers in the neighborhood because you're supposed to like kids that they don't snitch for self-preservation they they don't they don't snitch because it's somehow been connected to being loyal to your community or loyal to the people. And if you snitch is a problem, like I'm watching like Vlad TV videos, which I don't like Vlad that much, but he interviewed people that other people ain't interviewing. Mm-hmm. He interviewed this one dude who he just adamant. He said, "I ain't a rat." He said, and I and, and he said that you know he was up to spend. 55 years in jail like the day his son was born and he was like i ain't do it but i ain't a rat i ain't i ain't telling nothing on nobody um and i mean i understand but it's not because it's not because it is because i i'm loyal to these people who didn't give a fuck about me going Basically, down like this yeah I don't like that, but, I, but even, there's also another side to it too, because it's another dude on Vlad TV interview named China Mac, and um, it's a Chinese dude whose dad actually snitched on like some some gangsters. Are he um, out of New York? Mm-hmm. I saw. Uh, I'm gonna I'm get to go ahead. He snitched on. He snitched. His daddy snitched on some gangsters, and he said, "You know, if if you are a man who." think you done got in too deep, think you done got your family in too deep, and you're snitching to protect your family, protect your life, protect with everything you have. He said, I understand that better. I would never do it, but I understand that better. And the reason that his perspective is because his daddy snitched and disappeared and left his family out there. Damn. He said he done seen people's family get killed because mm-hmm. they folks snitched, and his daddy disappeared. He never saw his daddy again, I think. And his mama and him and his siblings were just out there paranoid scared didn't know what was gonna happen because clearly it's one of them things that everybody knew mm-hmm. but he said that and he was talking about Takashi 69 you know what comes along with this life when you participate mm-hmm. whatever trade-off you think you're getting from being a part of that gang life whether it's money whether it's women, whether it's notoriety, whether it's fame and popularity, whatever you're getting, the trade-off is you're expected to be silent for your for for mm-hmm. what you get from it. You are trading silence in for participating in that system. So everybody who joined that life know what it's about. And he was saying that I just don't agree with the popularization of gang culture to where 
Uh, and he said it's game culture fault that that shit happened to Takashi because game culture it, it don't have a strong enough filter. It'll take somebody that will use your culture for their own personal benefit, let them come in, and now they break down the whole system because they snitching on everybody. And that ain't that person fault. That person never should have been allowed to be a part of that system anyway. Mm -hmm. And now he gonna get consequences for being a part of that system. But like this, this the snitching stuff. It. it when it comes to black culture, we the ones that get the shit when it comes to if we don't tell. You know what I'm saying? If we don't tell, then there's a problem. But if the police don't tell, then the person who out of them get fired from the police department. Like I don't see why they expect any different from from black culture in that regard. But what it's I was stupid. gonna prison snitching is different because white, black, mix, it don't matter who you are. So I follow a lot of channel. Well, I don't follow them, but I watch a lot of channels on YouTube of people that have served time. And one of them is a white guy who, out of Virginia Beach, he been in and out of prison. And his channel is called Lockdown Twenty Three and One. In case you want to go and check him out, but it's, his channel name is because when you're on lockdown, twenty you in the cell for twenty three hours out for one. So Lockdown Twenty Three and One is the name of his channel, but. He actually talked to a guy that was in prison with China Mac before, and he was talking about uh, about the whole Takashi Six Nine thing. But he has done plenty, many videos on the fact that snitching is you just so even if you snitch and tell like it's, if you get um, jumped or beat up or whatever, and you go and you tell your CO. And they do listen to you and they transport you or transfer you to another cell block or they tra because a lot of times you're not going to get transferred to another prison just because of overcrowding, but they may put you in another cell block. The problem is that it's not like other folks can't talk from cell block to cell block. So what happens is, yeah, you get moved to another cell block, but it it follows you that you snitched on somebody. And so you're going to get fucked up in the new cell block because now everybody feels like you a snitch. Like, that whole culture within prison is just you it it don't matter what happened to you you are not supposed to say shit regardless of like whatever you are race wise within the prison system it's just no snitching period like and so even if you can't even if the COs are believe they gonna help you or try to protect you within the means that they can it i mean other than putting you in solitary which they're not gonna do once they get out that you told to get moved because once that person who get in trouble for fucking you up everybody know you told how's what they know what do you think would be better for us as a society i mean clearly jail can't be goddamn college no but would it be because so is jail is what happens in jail the punitive measure of why people go to jail or is going to jail just supposed to be them not being in the general population and being restricted i think it's just not not being in the general population and being restricted because like so again you know i watched my documentary queen and there oh what is the name of the documentary it was a series that went to jails prisons all around it was like the worst jails in the world America, as bad as the jail, the prison system is here, is not the worst. <laughs> uh, was it Guatemala? There was a a prison in like South America. The, these they don't even have like 
sales there there are these rooms where they like stack basically on top of each other where you literally are sleeping right next to a nigga on the floor like it's so many people like and like food is like this slop that they give you unless you get somebody to give you put money where you can go purchase like snacks and stuff but like american jails are not even the or prisons rather are not even the worst one like they bad it's, it's bad here but like going to prison in a foreign country depending on what the country is is a whole so it it seems like worldwide the premises get them off the streets away from like law-abiding citizens and it don't really seem like what happens to them now america says that their uh, goal is to rehabilitate and release them and they be better people but i think in other countries they don't that ain't even the fucking goal they don't even try it's basically this just where you stay at and that's that's my point my point is you know i guess martin luther king jr said like just make america what you say it is on paper mm-hmm. so to me it sounds like jail culture is really a consequence of our society not caring about people who have gone to jail versus it being a system that's intentionally made to create that because to me as a society our jail system is is is, is very packed it's very full overcrowded mm-hmm most of those people will be getting out in our lifetimes. Yeah. It does not help us as a society for all of those people who are coming to be released to have trauma and are no better from the crimes and shit they committed when they come out. Oh, yeah. It's really, it don't help our society no. for them to be in there afraid for their life, afraid to snitch, you know, worried about getting raped, having to join a gang in order just to, you know, not get fucked up in the system, mm-hmm. be scared of these police officers because they beat them, going into solitary for unreasonable measures and, and crazy amounts of time, having their food compromised, not really having healthy meals. These people uh, cheating the system or writing checks for themselves that are supposed to go to the food. Like, all this stuff they're doing mm-hmm. it is like, it's pro- it's a problem. It is. Like, in, in it's a game called The Division. And the Division Two finna come out soon, and it looks really good. It looks promising. But in this game, a virus broke out, and basically the jails broke. Everybody broke out. But this is what creates a system where, if the jails ever somehow all broke out, like they gonna come fuck up society. Oh yeah, they will fuck up society. Like, and this happens in every movie when the jail or game when a jail gets out or when a jail breaks out. Like in Spider Man uh, on PS4, the same way. Like. This is what creates a system like that. Like, why can't we really create a low-level version of educating these people and getting out? Because a big part of it is under uh, uh, communities that are underrepresented as far as wealth goes, as far as like their poverty. Mm-hmm. You're higher in a higher likeliness of going to jail. Like, it's not even fair. Mm-hmm. It's like rich people doing all kinds of crimes White and they color. get slaps on the wrist and the poor mm-hmm. people get to go in and be a part of this bullshit-ass system that don't even help them when the society that wouldn't even educate them is a part of the reason why they're in jail in, in the first place. Now, I'm not saying that this don't eradicate the decision that the individual made to get there, mm-hmm. but, like, it just don't make sense to me that you make a you make a decision and you go somewhere that can literally kill you. Yeah, I mean, it, well, and so if we gonna say if we gonna say as a country that we give a fuck about oh, people, well. if we gonna say some shit like we pro life, 
then that's what it gotta be. You need to be pro life from the fucking beginning to the end. I say all the time that they are pro life up until you get here, and then they don't give a fuck about you after that. Like that's literally like they just don't want you aborting babies. They don't have a solution for what happens when the baby gets here, and now it's parents that are unable to take care of the child. We don't care about that. We just don't want you to abort the baby. But I go to the day reporting center downtown. Uh, and do workshops with with the parole so the day reporting center basically is a place where people that are on parole have to go okay you go from like eight to i want i think they're gonna have to be there eight to three every day monday through friday like a job and they do uh career prep they had you know it's supposed to be helping them reintegrate into society sometimes most of the time i will say when i do those workshops the the guys in that class that are young guys who might who might have did like a quick bit like a short time they are the they're like they stun it they their growth stunted at like they at like 13 14 year olds like the mentally like they are what are you doing <laughs> scared the fuck out of me well scared me too you st- <laughs> speaker on my computer just started playing shit for some reason uh mentally they're disrupted like and I, so i was doing a thing on complicated no on healthy relationships i did this on friday and there was a but i can always tell how it's gonna go depending on how many young guys are in that particular class and it was a lot of them but one of them i was talking about how i feel like everybody should keep their hands to themselves. i feel like at the same time that we are teaching our boys that they don't put their hands on women i think we need to teach our daughters to keep your fucking hands to yourself because there's too many situations where we will have women who you know slap men in the face and do all of this shit because you know as a society he ain't supposed to hit you back you know what i'm saying so i i have a problem with anybody putting their hands on each other so as i'm talking about this one of the guys was like oh you know i like when they fight back and i was like okay well it sounds like so when they get in trouble they get dipped basically it means you have to not jail but you not prison but you go to jail for a certain amount of time when you aren't abiding by the rules of the program and so i was like that sound like you about to get dipped like i don't i probably won't see you again and he was just like i don't give a shit about going back to prison or jail like i don't care that don't put no fear in my heart and i was just like just young now the older cats that be in there that done done longer bids they're i feel like they a lot more determined like not to go back maybe and they're not as disruptive but them young dudes that do like real short amount like you know little uh, two three years here for like um possession of, of whatever um they are so much more not mature now i did i have did i did a class where it, you, you could tell this polo boy i think he may have been like 1920 real little small dude obvious that he had been victimized like he was very quiet he didn't you know he didn't maintain eye contact uh i always we always bring them some kind of a snack to the workshop and um they always you know i had i think i had chips that day and he came up to get the chips and he was just just real just very um submissive and you could tell that he had been victimized. Now him wasn't disruptive. He was like not trying to draw no attention to himself whatsoever. And I felt bad for him because I could tell that this was a habit he had to have from being in prison and being victimized. Like it was very obvious. So like, I don't know. In dealing with some of them 
some there are people who if the prison system was set up the way that we america says that it's supposed to be then they would absolutely be helped but there are other folks i feel like that it just wouldn't they still just young and stupid and you know how you tell a kid not to touch the stove and some kids be like okay and the other kids are just like <laughs> they're well, gonna run up I'm and touch it anyway that's you can't Telling somebody not to do something don't ease the curiosity that comes along with wanting to do it. So you kind of let gotta let them do that shit. It's real uh-huh. easy when it comes to touching the stove because if a kid touch a stove and burn their hand one time, they never touch that shit again. But prison, I'm not gonna do nothing. I, listen, I spend my life <laughs> making sure my black ass don't go to. I don't want to go to prison. It, it, it don't That's what I would say to that young man if he told me, man, I don't got no fear for going to no damn prison. I don't give a fuck. I'd be like. Well, I don't have feel for dying, but I don't want to get hit by no fucking car. <laughs> and I'm definitely not going to just stand in the road when a car hit in my way because I don't give a fuck about death. Like, I'm still going to step to the side. Your motherfucking ass need to still step to the side mm-hmm. when you can avoid them situations. This is the kind of shit that's going to leave your ass in jail for the rest of your yep. goddamn life. He talking about, oh, it's tax time. He trying to find some woman, you know, to spend her tax money. He and was these saying are not that men shit in, in jail. These are men out who are out on parole. That are, they have to attend the day reporting. So they have different faces. When you first get out and you get, and they allow you to be in this program, phase one you have to go five days a week for most of the day and they provide all of these different programs workshops like people like me come in and talk to them as you go up in the phases the less that you have to be there and i kept seeing the same guys in phase one so i went to the head uh officer and i was like hey what like what do y'all have them doing to move out of phase one because it's like a lot of them who i keep seeing and he was like nothing that they can't do they have to start back paying restitution if they had a restitution they have to do community service they have to show up to um on time and be there for day reporting and they have to drug test and and test or test clean and he was like the ones that you keep seeing are the ones that keep fucking up in some kind of way <laughs> mm. that ain't doing these things that allowed them to get out early and be on parole and so dipping like i said is when they break the rules and so as punishment they'll go back for like a week or go to jail not prison of course go to go to um to jail for a week and they just you know working with them dudes man i first of all i fucking hate it because half the time they not listening to shit I said. They fresh out, and I'm a woman. And regardless of whether I was attractive or not, I got parts that they haven't seen, and who have alone, they was fucking locked up. So it's an uncomfortable feeling for me just in general because it's like 20, 25 guys. Sometimes there'll be like one or two women in there, but most of the time it's just a room full of niggas, dudes, because there's white men, black men. But pff, I hate that shit. Man. But fuck R. Kelly. <laughs> Yeah, R. Kelly definitely don't need to be out here on these streets. They need to teach that motherfucker how to read. <laughs> Probably couldn't read these goddamn IDs if they even gave it to him. Like, words, and num- <laughs> words and numbers together? Damn. You can't only handle one or the other. Where's my pipe? We're going to see pipe. what happens this time. Because, I mean, it, 
you know, they we've been through this before with him, and he was well, found not the guilty. The reason that that happened is because the girl who's supposedly on the video sat down there and said it wasn't me, and her family sat down there and said it wasn't her. And now the only reason he been indicted is because they got two women who testified yeah. to the grand jury. Oh, um, now that could be different by the time they get to testifying in front of R. Mm-hmm. Kelly because he might have had somebody reach out to their family and pay them that loot. <laughs> What would Wilson? you do if, if, if you know, an old man abused your child and reached out with an amount of money that'll change all y'all lives forever? I don't give a fuck how much money it is. What I if just... your child was saying, we should take the money, mama, we've we been struggling, we need to live a better life? You stupid, you're a child, why would I listen? To... No, okay, that's harsh, but you're a child, why would I listen? I'm not, I don't care, like, because of course a child is going to look at the money and think this going to make our life better. As an adult, I have to look at what what that says to that child about what happened to them. I, my child ain't for sale, and I don't ever want them to feel like they are. Now, what if your child is, what if your child is adamant about not taking the stand? Like, would you force your child to take the stand? Mm, that's a tough one. Like, what if your child really don't want to relive this and you do have an opportunity to help your child through this? So there are ways. And I mean, unfortunately, sometimes the defense will block this. But yeah, it depends on the lawyers, really. There are ways to get. There are ways for the child to be deposed by a judge, and then the deposition gets put into evidence, as opposed to the child having to testify. Now, sometimes defense lawyers are dickheads, and they'll say, "Oh, my client has a right to face his accuser or whatever mm-hmm. type shit," and so. Sometimes then it's still like where the kid has to testify. I would go, I would do as much as I could if they just really didn't want to relive it to make sure. If they could do a di- a, disposi- a deposition, I would try that route where they didn't have to face. Because I wouldn't want to face somebody that abused me. So, um, I but I would still want justice for my child i would still want that person to pay for what they did like my problem with but parents, if, your ch- if you knew your that they wouldn't face that justice if they your child didn't go on the stand I, I can't say i don't know i don't that would be a tough position for me to be in because on the one hand i would not want to cause my child any more pain than than they have already been through but on the other hand i also don't want the person who caused them that pain to get away with it because Long term, one, I don't know if this means that this person going to go out here and continue victimizing other people. I don't know long term how that's going to make my child feel as they get older and know that this person is out here and never had to pay for what they did. Kids, a lot of, or pay, I've had people on my caseload where they didn't say nothing about getting abused. That person goes on to abuse somebody else. They feel guilty because they feel like if I had said something, this one to happen. You know what I'm saying? I don't want because so I I I have to as a parent will have to look at all of those angles and I don't know right here sitting what I would what I would do. So if your child didn't want to testify and would have to in order for this case to become something, uh, and if you knew that you weren't gonna force your child to do it, would you take money in that case? No, because I still feel like. The message that I'm sending is that your pain can be bought. So does that mean that you don't believe in civil suits either? I believe. Like, would you sue that person for it, the civil liberties that it impacted and then take money from that person 
through that measure if through the regular measure like with uh with oj when he got found not guilty and her parents did a civil suit i would do that because it's like okay you got away with it on the legal side you're gonna pay for this in some kind of fucking way but does that's how, how does that split the message between your child being bought in that situation because the child isn't being it's not me accepting money and in lieu of this person getting punished this is me saying they not gonna punish them so what other way can we negatively impact them that's the difference for me it's i tried to go through the regular means to make sure that this person and they were found not guilty and there's nothing i could do about that but what we can do is we can sue them on the uh, flip side of that and at least he will have bared some kind of a negative consequence for his action like because it ain't nothing else i can do but accepting money up front is fucked up to me because again that's saying your kid can be bought and i just don't believe in that but if my child couldn't get justice in the traditional way because of whatever happened with the case it fell apart whatever then yes i would do a civil suit only because that's i would feel like that would be the only way for something that happened to this person mm. you know what i'm saying but except the money up front is just fucked up i think that you just you you your kid being bought like that pain has a price on it you pay me this amount and okay and i just don't agree with that i just don't i can't see me sleeping at night knowing i did that regardless of how much that would help our family out at what cost to that child and even if the child is saying they okay with it today you know how people change their mind when they get old and start understanding shit from different perspectives and then what do i look like as a parent as your mother i accepted money you know what i'm saying like i just don't ever want to have to answer them kind of questions for my child from my child when they get older like i want to be able to say i did everything that i felt like i could do in the way that i felt like was the best way i don't ever want it to be a question of I just basically sold you to the highest bidder type shit. And that's what that would feel like to me, except the money up front in lieu of a trial, just because you don't want to face the consequences. So you just going to pay us off to make this go away. No, it ain't going away. No, I want everybody to know that you a fucking pedophile. I want you to be publicly embarrassed. I want all of these things for you. And then if we don't get justice, then we'll do the civil suit money route. But that's like only because we couldn't get it the regular way. Would you accept money up front? Mm-mm. Nope. I don't know how you can sleep. Like, I just, I just couldn't do that to my kid. I got man. integrity. Yeah. That, and that's what it is. It's a lack of integrity because I just don't see how you could not see something wrong with that. So, yeah. Nah, I wouldn't do that. But I was just the reason I was asking these questions because I was calculating the likelihood of these women who are testifying Mm -hmm. being given enough money to say, you know, well, it ain't that big a deal or, you know, I mean, I guess that's kind of a person to person, you know, I don't know. It's I I guess you just never know till till the end result come out. It's crazy, though. It is. But I hope. They lock his ass up this time. Even if it's not, even if it's for a short amount of time, I just feel like he deserves to have his freedom taken, regardless of how much time it is. I would prefer he get the max for every count, but I would just accept him being found guilty this time and serving some amount of time as opposed to being scot-free again. 
bitch ass nigga. All right, on uh, thegrio.com, there's an article that says seven reasons why I know this terrible Black History Month is payback for our glorious Black Panther celebrations last year. <laughs> Listen, I don't know. Been the worst Black History Month ever. Well, I don't know. Maybe every Black History Month be this bad, but we become hyper vigilant and focused on stuff this year. I don't know. I have to go back and look and see, but like. There has not been a greater compilation of black-related bullshit <laughs> that I can recall um, during this month in some time. Yeah. Uh, and I do think that because we're hyper-focusing on it being Black History Month, we're connecting it all eat more easily and more readily. But I was just going to go down this list of things going on. Okay. Uh, and some I didn't know about. The first I didn't know about, Miley slithering back into hip-hop. Oh yeah, who told? Somebody sent me something about that this week. Um, I just, I don't. Uh, oh God, Miley Cyrus is such a terrible person. Just because she that I she did exactly what the fuck I thought she was gonna do. And what the problem is with what she did is that black people can't do that. Miley was doing country music and was a wholesome Hannah Montana. Then she twerking in videos and, and hanging out with rappers and shit. Then when she got tired of it, she got to go back into her whiteness and be accepted back into the fold and she fine. If niggas let her come back again, I just, oh my God. And the last time she did this shit, her little boyfriend broke up with her. They married now, so I wonder if he gonna divorce her ass if she be back out here twerking her ass and having dildos on stage. Her, her concerts were disgusting during that at that time in her life. Like, she was doing a lot. Fuck Maybe her. Maybe she's grown. Culture. No. Fuck her. Fuck my What you gonna say? Culture vulture? Because that's what she is. Like, I don't like that shit. I don't ever get to be removed from blackness when it's convenient for me. I never get to do that ever like i'm black every fucking day of my life good bad ugly otherwise i i have to deal with it she getting to remove herself and only benefit from it and then when she get bored with it or tired of it or get tired of people talking shit about her she get to move back into her whiteness and it's fucked up fuck her let's say when we die we go to a place where we have all our knowledge about our past experience and we get to choose how we gonna restart like would you choose white like I would just, you choose black again or would you choose white i would just want to be like a more successful black like a beyonce type black but i still want to be just black choose the baseline you just choose the baseline Being black is cool as shit I, I if i still gonna have the knowledge that i had i don't want to go to unseasoned food and shit i don't want to do that like being we're just cool as shit which There's is a why lot of cool ass niggas living under bridges i don't i know but I, it ain't no guarantee coming back white that I wouldn't be in a trailer park somewhere. But it's a guarantee coming back black. Your ass gonna be uh, subject to more scrutiny than and your white counterpart. I'm used to that. But if I could come back a Beyonce, hell, a, a Michelle, okay, then fine. What if you could come back a famous white person? What does that have to? It's still gonna. I'm be just saying. What if if you had the toss up of maybe being black and getting something but knew you could be successful being white no there's nothing that would make you say I i'll just, choose white i just don't want to be a white i just i can't imagine i just can't see it i can't see it i don't i just eh. and maybe it's because i've only known blackness i don't know what day-to-day -day white life is like other than they don't get the scrutiny that we get but like 
they got a lot of fucked up shit going on and like, i don't want to I, I just can't see a world where i would choose to come back white you would choose to come back white nope <laughs> i had this conversation with one of my kids on my caseload they pretty much said they couldn't conceptualize why i would want to come back black and i was like well i don't know how i feel to be white they might be suffering I don't know how hard the sun hits <laughs> on their skin when they outside in the sun. You might sun. come back a, a redhead. Gingers ain't can't even be in the sun. They burn. I I like this setup. I like this setup, even with the struggles. Even with the struggles, like I just can't. I can't conceptualize it. And again, it may be because I've only ever known blackness. But at, from a black person looking on the outside of whiteness. It ain't nothing that appeals to me other than not getting scrutinized, other than not being more punished for shit, the same shit that they do. I don't really see no other, like, ain't nothing else they got that I would want. I don't want they hair. They bodies are shit unless they get them surgically enhanced. They don't have no lips. They don't have seasoned food. I don't want all of that. It ain't appealing to me. None of that is appealing. I, I just can't see it. I don't want it. I'm good. I mean, I just, it's not the trade offs that I would get that I know would be positive just ain't worth the shit I would lose. Would you always choose black or is this conversation about not choosing white? Like, would you choose like Asian or Island or? Ooh, Island. I kind of, I don't know. I just, and this is so fucking stupid, but like, I don't know. I think it'd be, again though, from an American looking at, I, I know Islanders are poor and shit, but like, It'd just be cool to live You're on an island. about Rihanna and shit. I am. <laughs> you think about having an accent yep. and all that. Being able to speak patois and shit. Like, I, I just think that shit is cool. So, I could see coming back being from one of the islands, yeah. I could see that. But even that's still, like, it ain't white. I, but, yeah, if the choice is between black and white, it's going to be black every time. If the choice is between black and Asian, it's going to be black every time. Asian culture being a black woman has is this downside but like i still get to be outspoken and shit like asian culture is very repressive i feel like for like the women in that culture and i mean it's bad enough like as far as being low on the totem pole but i get to be what like i might be uh stereotyped as the angry black woman or whatever but i get to say what the fuck i want to say and it not you know what i'm saying like i ain't got time to be that that's submissive shit is for the birds bro no thanks <laughs> So like island yes i think that's the only one that you said that i was like mm, maybe but everything else hell no i'm good i wouldn't even want to be hispanic of any kind or latino Shit, island is a high likelihood that you're gonna be hispanic yeah mm. so i mean that come along with the territory yeah okay number two in this list is the polar vortex the fuck is that? February hopped off with the North Pole acting a goddamn fool by oh, sending yeah. this weather down to cool the entire country. Yep. Niggas couldn't even take a respectable Miami <laughs> weekend getaway. But if you live in the Midwest, you had to endure a historical cold snap that made the act of getting the mail off your front porch when it might cause you to punch a stranger in the face. Yeah. You know, we don't even mess with the cold like yeah, that. Yeah, I remember. And that goes into one of the other things I'm sure is on that list is part of like why everybody was questioning this particular thing because of how fucking cold it was at the time. <laughs> this is supposed to happen. But yeah, that shit was crazy. Now, we were supposed to get snow and didn't get snow, but it was fucking cold, though. And we don't fucks with the cold. Yeah. Fuck that shit. It had, yeah, I forgot about that. 
that it was called the polar vortex but yes that was bullshit blackface bullshit yep uh so i mean not only blackface but a whole goddamn genre of using slave and old black fucking tropes yep because Picking we had gucci who had the noose burberry burberry had like a gucci a had blackface they had a, a noose somebody else it's something came out last week what was it or maybe it was that maybe it was the noose but then you got all these governors coming. There's a lot of white people coming out saying that they did blackface. Which is just like, my nigga. Again, I mean, it really ain't surprising. But it, it, that, again, that I don't, I just, I, why I, I wouldn't want to come back as white. For the time that it happened, it wasn't surprising. Like, uh, somebody doing blackface in the 80s? Yeah. I mean, I still think you should get consequences for it somehow, but like. It's not surprising, though. It ain't surprising. Yeah back then uh jennifer lopez's motown mockery i said you said that you didn't care to get her money i wasn't saying that i cared but i knew it was gonna be ass because jennifer lopez can't fucking sing Listen. everybody that was having a problem with it because she's latina i didn't even give a fuck about that eight adele could have did a better job jennifer lopez cannot sing i never had a problem with her race it's because she can't fucking sing. And I knew that her doing Motown songs was not going to go over well. Listen, don't sit here and act like what I did was support. You didn't support it, but you just was like, you didn't care, I guess. Like, if get a fucking Latino coalition will pay me some millions of dollars to come and sing in front of them and I don't sing or speak Spanish, I don't give a fuck. I'm <laughs> going to do that shit. But you, it, they would never do that. They would never do that. They would never have your black ass come and do no no tribute to That's anybody in that community. That, all I'm saying is <laughs> Jennifer Lopez going to get the bag. The motherfuckers <laughs> that requested Jennifer Lopez's presence, they fucked up. They shouldn't have did that. I knew that Why shit. Why would you even do that? I knew that shit was going to be ass. Potential thought pattern made them say, let's get J-Lo. She got a booty, <laughs> which I think is questionable still. Yeah. I ain't never seen the ass that everybody else see on J-Lo. In comparison to other people, her ass, just on its own, no. It I'm isn't that much Probably. <laughs> my, Your my expectations are of too a, high. <laughs> like little asses in porn is like <laughs> bigger than regular big asses out here. <laughs> <laughs> I probably got a skewed perception of probably the what it is. But again, everybody was having a problem because she was doing it. Like the people who had a problem because she's Latina. I didn't care. I'm telling you, Adele could have done it. I would have been just fine because Adele could sing her fucking ass off. Sam Smith. Any. My issue always was Jennifer Lopez cannot fucking sing, which means that she gonna take these classic Motown songs and fuck them up. And that's exactly what she did. Everybody was upset and talking shit about her the Monday after the Grammys. And I knew that shit was gonna happen because I knew it was gonna be ass because she can't fucking sing. She never has been able to sing. She never will be able to sing. She has a big ass and she can dance and she's aging pretty well. That's it. She can't sing though. She can't hold a fucking tune. J-Lo got the bag, even though it was bad. It was bad. But, you know, that's the people who orchestrated that shit. But I do not support J-Lo doing Motown. <laughs> I don't, you know, I don't feel like I support 
Adele or Sam Smith doing it either. I mean, I don't support it either, but I'm just saying as far as vocally that would have made more sense to me than motherfucking J-Lo. Whatever. Maybe they wanted somebody to dance. I mean, she ain't even the best dancer. But she can dance. She can dance. I guess. Whatever. Five, runaway slave game. Uh, Apparently in Virginia, there's a coach that had these kids navigate the Underground Railroad. Um, I just don't. <laughs> I'm going to continue to stick by my point that white people just don't know. They just don't. It's so many of them that don't know. Oh, you know, so problematic. It's like in the news that I watch, they keep talking about the same thing over and over and over and over and over and over, and over again. And I'm tired of hearing it. But I, I still meet people who ain't heard it. It's the same thing. Like, it's so many songs that I would love, love if I heard them that I haven't heard. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I think that's white people when it comes to racism. Not only are they in denial, not only do white guilt start activating when it come about, so they avoid it too. But like, it's also that they just ain't aware because they don't have to be. If a white person want to get away from black people, they can just fucking move to Vermont. Basically. And Idaho, outside of Boise. Mm-hmm. You know, they can, they can do that. They can just, they can go find a place where they don't have to deal with it. And I think that that's the issue in these things continuing to happen is that it ain't no way to sit every white person in America down and be like, hey, white people, <laughs> you know, what if what if uh, what if every culture had their own communication system? <laughs> like what if every black person like what if they created a technology where every black person put this thing on on they on their ear or their neck? And it just it was just messages that everybody black heard <laughs> at one time. How, I wonder how interesting that would be. It'd be funny, probably. But everybody can't talk to everybody. It's just one main black person delivering the message. All the messages one main out. white person. You know, like be interesting in interracial homes. It would be. <laughs> you get all the messages. In. <laughs> Man, hey, honey, did uh, did you get, did you get a report about a revolt today? <laughs> what? Okay, never mind. I'm just joking. <laughs> uh, that would be an interesting thing to see in an interracial home. It would be. I wonder if that. Maybe that's a good book premise. Be interesting for sure. And the story will focus on an interracial couple that had different messages coming to them. <laughs> Fuck up their relationship. And have to decide whether or not which ones they're going to share with each other and which ones they're just going to be like, oh, I don't know this shit. They didn't say nothing. Like, wake up every morning. What messages did you get yesterday? They didn't say nothing yesterday. <laughs> uh, they said that Kool-Aid was going on sale at Walmart. <laughs> um, it said... Uh, Fried chicken. Well, like, Popeye's got a fried chicken special going on right now. <laughs> like, I'm racist now. Yes. <laughs> okay. But motherfuckers keep doing shit like this just because they ain't aware. Even though they should be. Number six. Liam Neeson wanted to rock you niggas. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Liam Neeson saying he was looking for. Liam Neeson's? Poor Liam Neeson. Neeson's. <laughs> yeah, it's a Ken Peel skit where they kept calling. They, they. Oh, you say we every time we talk, we even told me about this before. But I, I don't, rem- I don't watched all of Ken Peel, but I don't remember that skit. Man, it's like four of them. They're like Liam Neeson's. You know that movie where the girl got, uh, they they came and got his daughter. That movie took him. 
Like Wait, they were, just they, were um, they were ballet part. Yeah. I think I, but maybe I just don't remember. And the then at the end, part. it was like Bruce, Bruce Willie. <laughs> They're like Bruce Willie. That's a bad motherfucker. That Bruce Willie. And at the end, they get so hype about something, they both just explode. Uh, I think I do remember that one. The yeah. one that I always stick out of my mind is when they was. You know how you can't call your girl a bitch to her face, and so oh, they yeah. they were scared, so they would go like way <laughs> off, and even when they was way off, they still be like, "Bitch." <laughs> yeah, I remember that one. That's we the one I was yesterday. It's one that I show in counseling. Uh, well, I show on on a couple of presentations that I had in a couple of classes that I had to do. It's mm-hmm. one skit that they have. It's basically. Uh, you know, in order to identify both of them, I got to visualize Bert and Ernie. Okay. Because, you know, clearly um, Jordan Peele is the uh, is the Ernie. Yeah. And um, Key is the Bert. Yeah. When I'm, exp- like, last night they explained, my aunt damn keep getting them mixed up. Mm-hmm. And I was like, Jordan is the Bert, Key is the Ernie. I mean, that's, that's how it goes. But, um... It's a scene where they outside of school and there's this nerd, I guess, sitting on reading a book. And then um, one of them come out there and said, what you doing reading, bitch? <laughs> and he knocked the book out of his hand. And he was like, well, because this is my time to read. I like to read and I really enjoy this book. And he said, well, why are you being a bitch, bitch? <laughs> and then he says, why you got to call me names, man? And then he says, because secretly I hate myself. <laughs> And I internalize all of the things that happen in my life and I project them onto you, bitch. <laughs> and then he put it down and he said, and then the other one started saying, well, man, it's, it's, it's interesting for you to open up like that to me. You know, it's, it's, he said, and then he grabbed her and said, I don't open up shit, queer. <laughs> and he was like, uh, why you got to go there, man? Why you got to say something like that? He said, because. I've been looking at the guys in the gym and I have secret emotions that I'm afraid of. And I'm afraid of what the implication of those emotions might mean to me. And so I project them onto you. I remember Yeah, and then and it's this dude behind him. This is the funniest part of it to me for some reason. It's this dude behind him. Every time he make what he think is a salient point, he say, give me some and put his hand back in the dude, slap his hand when he's saying dumb shit. Yeah. And then um, when he say the real shit, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then, um, and so the last one is like he's pick him up and say, and he said, "Man, uh, it, it's so, so strong of you to acknowledge those feelings." And then he said, "I don't acknowledge shit." And then he pick him up like he finna hit him, mm-hmm. and his daddy pull up, and the daddy come up and say. Come over here and get into the truck, son, so I can take you home and beat on you because I hate myself because your mother left me. And I'm going to go home and drown myself in this alcohol while I pretend you don't exist. And then the dude, while he got him in his arm, says, I'm going to unknowingly project this onto you tomorrow. And then he let him go and then go to the truck. But I'm like... It, like that was a real ass skit. Yeah, like because that is what a lot of times exactly. happens with bullying is projecting things onto folks that you feel yourself. But like when I showed that in class, motherfucker was like, "Whoa, that was <laughs> that was profound." <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, this get me uh, this get me presentation points in this motherfucker. But I like I just, I just like them to keep talking about them. But um. I don't even know how we got there. Uh, but either way, oh yeah, the, the valet skits. But either way, Liam Neeson <laughs> said that when he found out one of his friends was raped by a black man, he was walking around with a shank. 
Looking just looking for a nigga to stick. Just looking for a black man to stick plenty of times. And it's good that he never found that. But you know the 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 harsh reality came about that there's white men out here walking around ready to stab a white stab a black man. Yeah. And you know what? It's just because they black. It's just because they connected to an experience of somebody black they know. Yeah. But I think that comes along with, and maybe it's black people out there that's like that with white people, but it's not going to be in a larger number, I think, because I just think our history did such a good propaganda job with making black people seem like we just ain't shit and mm-hmm. violent that it's a lot of white people that's paranoid about our existence. And, uh, but, but, that being said, I do applaud Liam Neeson for coming out and saying that shit. I do think that he is the white man equivalent to old enough not to give a fuck. Mm-hmm. You know, like that's that's what he is right now. And so he, he just, oh, he don't give a damn about what he's saying. But we can't expect white America to have an open and honest dialogue about their prejudices is if every time that they harmlessly communicate those prejudices we are willing to to burn their ass on the stake mm-hmm. it's going to create a culture where they feel like they can never talk about that shit so we as a black culture need to either believe that we want white people to communicate that thing so that we can help everybody in that dialogue or we don't care we gonna roast their ass every time they do it but we got to find our own salvation and our own way of figuring it out but we can't always say, well, black people with this black, white people with this black face, they don't, they don't understand. They don't know. And I don't agree with that dialogue where it's like black people get to the point where like, I'm tired of educating white people about race. They should just know. That ain't how shit work. That ain't how shit work. A, 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 a black woman's experience, I don't understand it enough for you to think that I should just understand it. Mm-hmm. You know, a gay man's experience it's I don't understand it enough for you to think that I should just know. Like any oppressed group, if you really want the world to understand the experience that you're going through, the unfortunate part of the work is that you got to communicate this shit to people. Mm-hmm. And I know that they're like that's not the job of everybody though. That's not everybody's job. If you're the kind of person that don't want to communicate, then don't. But leave it to people who are willing to communicate to do it. Don't make it seem like none of us should have to say shit to white people because they don't understand. The reality is they don't understand. They don't have to. They can live their regular-ass, good-ass life. (laughs) You know, it it just so happens that every now and then, some of them come out and try to make sure that we know that they have some faults and that they don't understand some shit and that they trying to help. And we can't always turn that shit away. But, you know, I'm... On the scale of Martin Luther to Malcolm X, I'm on the Martin Luther side. And, you know, I think that the dynamic from somebody like, and I say this on the podcast all the time, I think we as black people were scrutinized under the same slide on the microscope. It don't really matter. White people put us all in that same slide. They look at us as a group. That's why somebody like Liam Neeson can hear that something happened to his friend and a black person did it and not say, I'm going to find that black person like his motherfucking ass would have did on Taken. But <laughs> say, any black person can be responsible for this shit. You know, that's like the job that was done on us. We don't even look at white people like that. We look at ourselves like that, but we don't look at white people like that. Mm-hmm. Like, that shooting 
that shooting we talked about last last mm-hmm. week, the black man that did it, like it's just one of them situations where like, God damn, why he gotta be black? White people don't look at other white people and, yeah, and say okay. be mad because it's their same culture. They've never had to be scrutinized and put in their culture. All of them, they get looked in the microscope on their own slide. Like each white person got their own slide. Mm-hmm. But black people all got the same slide that that we been not looked at in through that microscope. So it's garbage. And the last one is Jesse, God man. Goddamn Jesse. So I saw a tweet that said, uh, I know this nigga wasn't telling the truth. Either your name Jesse or it ain't. <laughs> <laughs> Jesse. <laughs> like, and you know what? I bet I bet his family, because ain't none of his family done said shit, man. Mm-mm. I feel like a part of it is like that drama queen ass nigga knew that nigga. I bet they probably knew it from the beginning. He did that shit. He was do this shit when we was little. <laughs> Goddamn, knocked the cookie jar on the floor and shit, and cut his own hand, and goddamn, go run into mama just because he wanted to eat four cookies. And he got them four cookies and a band aid, and nothing else happened. Like I bet they know, they they know what his brother capable of this shit or not. Yeah, because but I feel like shit. like if my brother, I don't know, man, it's hard because I be thinking about this the context of this shit because I'm thinking like if something came out about my brother that was problematic, I don't know. If my support for him would be because I'm biased because he's my brother and I don't want to believe he's capable of this shit, or if I know him enough to know that he ain't capable of this shit and that's what I'm acting off of, I don't know. It depends on what if you if there is an instance in which you know it's possible he did something and you can acknowledge it. Or if you because there are certain shit that my brother somebody come and tell me that my brother did and I'll be like that sounds about right. Like my brother don't um date black women even though his ass is black if somebody came and said he got he got kicked out of the navy we don't know why if it ever came out that he got kicked out of the navy for calling some black woman a a, a black bitch and she was uh, higher up than him i'd be like yeah i could see that like there are certain things that you could tell me about each of my brothers that i would be like "Hmm, okay and then certain things you could say that I'd be like, no, the fuck he how hard would it be to believe that one of your brothers was like living some kind of secret life like if if it turns out that your brother had been arrested or don't have no legal troubles but late, like people in your community were saying that he had like a a secret cabin where he he kept women hidden and locked up or some shit like that like that would be hard for me to believe about any of my brothers like that would be like what mostly because they're not smart enough to, to pull that off for a long time like I feel like they would get caught. Really? I love them. It may not sound like it. I do love my brothers, but I just have a very realistic uh, perspective when it comes to them. But like my brother that I have a brother that my brother that got all the kids is a habitual liar. So like if it was a situation like this, I probably before anybody else would have been like that nigga lying his ass off because he lied. <laughs> <laughs> like I would have immediately been on the side of that nigga ain't telling the truth. He just of drama because he uh, is drama. He's so dramatic, even though he's not gay. My brother got so many stories worth of shit that I didn't think he would ever do. I'm like, I don't even know what would be reality. Like, I don't even know how I feel if I found some shit out. Like, it just depends on what. It, now I don't know if somebody asked them that about me. What their threshold of. Yeah, I can see Red doing that. I don't know, because I don't... They all think I'm mean and, like, 
uh, got attitude and sarcastic. So I don't know what their threshold would be for like believing and not believing something that I did. I don't know. I feel like there's people in my life that if if I end up doing some fuckery that they'd be like, well, I mean, I guess he's capable of it. I wouldn't believe you did that. What what could I see somebody accusing you of that I'd be like, okay, I can see that. I don't know. What if it turns out that I was a kingpin and I was, you know, in charge of this whole operation where some kind of smuggling or a system by which is it drugs? Don't have to be drugs. It's something illegal. Guns, drugs. I feel like you would be able to pull it off and keep it under wraps. So like, I I feel like I would be like, I, no. But like, if it like with this justice as more stuff, I'd be like, that nigga did that shit. Cause you <laughs> you are systematic enough <laughs> that I feel like you could pull it off, and none of us would never know. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> like, I feel like if I slipped up and it turned out that I had. Like, if I admitted to you that I've killed, like, five people over the last 10 years and gotten away with it, I like, would know. you be able to believe me? Mm-mm. Not murder. Mm-mm. But setting up some kind of illegal system that you benefited from? Yes. Okay. <laughs> but not, not murder. murder. I can't That's see you. Mur- murder, not murder, not rape. That's good. That just makes me closer to getting away f- with it f- with my friends. That is terrible. I'm just saying that's the reality. What could you see me doing that somebody said that you would believe? Like, would you believe I buried a body? That I killed somebody and buried them? And uh, uh-uh. uh, I feel like you uh you got a hard shell on the outside, but then you soft as toilet paper on the middle. <laughs> I don't think you'll be able to stomach some shit like that. No, probably not. I feel like. Uh, I feel like I would believe that you at some point like beat somebody with beat a man within two inch of his life, <laughs> <laughs> put him in the hospital. Possible. I would believe something like that. Like Very if somebody, possible. if if like if I was in the court system or something, and I just happened somebody left me in front of their computer and it was a system where I can search your name. First off, I wouldn't search your name. I wouldn't search none of my friends' names. But, like, I feel like if, if that happened, or if, like, if they were searching the system and they were looking for it, Jennifer, and mm-hmm. I saw your whole name go in, and mm-hmm. I was like, okay, well, I want to see what that is. And I saw that you done, that you beat somebody within an inch of their life, I'd be like, that's fucked up, but <laughs> she ain't got no love for these niggas out here. i tell you that right now. This is just verified. <laughs> I believe something like that. Like I believe that you would have done something emotional based off something wrong that somebody did to you. Yeah, I could. I right. believe that. Yeah, I could. Yeah, <laughs> possible. But like possible. this Jussie stuff, man. I guess I'm trying to figure. Is there still room for him to be telling the truth? Because he, I mean, he's still holding he's still on to it. He's still it. saying this is a sham. Although, this is not the truth. Recently, as like yesterday, I think it came out that he's claiming a drug problem, and I feel like he's setting up the foundation of I was on drugs. When I, I already said at some point to somebody <laughs> that this some high shit. This was some high nigga shit. They was like, man, we need to do something, man. My salary ain't high enough. Man. 
What man? If I if you if you had a job, what they do, man? In my job, if something happened to you, then the foundation they give you some money for that stuff, man. <laughs> well, maybe if I. <laughs> Maybe if I set up a hate crime for myself, <laughs> then it'll bring awareness to these things that's going on, but then it'll make me more valuable on my TV show. Maybe that's <laughs> maybe that's the case. I don't know, man. Let's do it. But like he's he's I feel like he's setting up a foundation. But at listen, this point Listen. If this is if this was a setup Jesse is the dumbest nigga alive. He is. He ain't got nothing but paper trails, nothing but videos, <laughs> nothing but checks written. He every single bit of this is on paper. Like it wouldn't <laughs> surprise me if like to me right now it make most sense that somebody came from the future to the present just to frame <laughs> Jesse. It that make most sense to me now that how stupid they have to be to carry this shit out the way that it's going. That's because you haven't watched Abducted in Plain Sight. And they you white, though. See. Yeah, but the level of stupid... I just, even white people, that was beyond the level of stupidity I had assigned to white people. Just that was too much. But the reason why it's not room for me to believe that this is not he was not somehow involved is because... What did the Nigerians get out of this? Usually when somebody set somebody up, like they rob them they get money like because now he's saying that the you read where the check is supposedly for it was for um them getting him into shape and shit so they have been paid money now unless that damn check bounced if the check bounced i could see them whooping his ass and maybe like that but like what did they get out of it like what would the nigerians get out of setting this whole thing up and just fucking with him like normally people do stuff for some kind of a benefit i don't see the benefit in this for them for them to have just decided to just randomly do this shit for no goddamn reason. Like, in order for me to still feel like there's room for Jesse to be innocent in all of this, somebody gonna have to give me a valid motive for these Nigerians. And I don't see one. Listen, I feel like the Nigerians sent Jesse an email <laughs> that said, hey, Mr. Smollett, Smollett. Smollett, yeah. Uh, my name is Mr. Neogo. And I have one million dollars that has your name on it. <laughs> All you have to do is take this check of five hundred thousand dollars and deposit it into your bank account and send me back three hundred thousand and two hundred thousand dollars of it is yours. <laughs> and he ain't fall for that shit. And them niggas came and implanted themselves into his life by being his workout partner and getting the extra on Empire brothers now yeah. so that they could collaborate to take jesse down because he didn't fall for their bullshit ass nigerian scam <laughs> boom that it ain't not... even about it ain't even about what they get from it it's about retribution for bullshit that jesse wouldn't adhere to from their bullshit nigerian ass scam life not acceptable <laughs> That's not an acceptable reason. Vengeance. No, vengeance. <laughs> vengeance is mine, said the Lord. <laughs> it's not the Nigerians. <laughs> Hell no. Like, I I just, at this point, for me to continue to be like, okay, they, you know, they just fucking with him. Somebody needs to give me a, a motive for them to do this because it doesn't make any sense. No. 
that at all. And the way they went about it, why would they? I mean, I guess if you want to separate yourself from a crime, pretend doing stuff that seems racist that would make people feel like it was white folks that did it would be a good, um, a good counter, like a measure to keep people from knowing it was Nigerians. But I just don't see what they got out of this for it to have just been something they concocted on their own. But the only thing that's missing from the video of them buying all that shit is them looking at the camera and giving a thumbs up. (laughs) That's the only thing missing from that damn video. (laughs) I don't... This whole thing is fucking crazy. I'm tired of Jesse and the Nigerians and this whole goddamn thing at this point because it's just so... The whole thing... It's one thing to be a bad black person. How you be a bad black person and a bad gay person at the same time? <laughs> like, why don't you just choose one? And you know what? If he would have just left the Make America Great Again part out of the dialogue, Trump would have never picked this shit up. No, it wouldn't even been on his radar. Now, Trump done picked this shit up and... and Using it. If, if you had to ask me before all this shit happened, what could happen in America that make life harder for black folks? <laughs> I would have never thought a celebrity faking a hate crime on themselves <laughs> would be the answer to the fucking question. But lo and behold, Jesse. that's the answer. Damn it, Jesse. Jesse Smollett. That's how we've been saying his name wrong. It's Jesse Smollett. Yeah, we've been saying Smollett the whole yeah. time. Yeah, it's fine. Whatever. Fuck him. I don't feel like I need to get his goddamn name well, He right. got a lot of siblings. That's their last name, too. Well, they act. sometimes you be, you know, guilty by association. Nah, man. They do not deserve none of the bullshit for this little... <laughs> His motherfucking shenanigans. They do not deserve that bullshit. I hope they don't even take no heat from it. It's people probably. It's all their friends is calling all them and saying, "What's wrong with y'all, brother? What he doing? What he doing? Because it's because so, if if because I know right now if my brother in Hollywood, if he ever get on TV, ever get a show and start wilding out, I'm gonna get fifty phone calls. Yep. asking me what the hell wrong with my brother. <laughs> On TV because he stripped down butt naked in the middle of an award show and started running around. They're going to be like, what's wrong with your brother? I don't goddamn know. He won't answer my phone call. You see the shit just happened? The hell you calling me for? Yeah. I just, I'm tired of that whole, fuck him. That's where I'm at. I need to see the evidence. The the absence of evidence is not the evidence of absence. <laughs> exactly, that, but that puts you at square one. That puts you at zero. It does, which means you still shouldn't have an opinion on it. I need a motive for yeah, these bro. Nigerians for this to make sense. That's what I want for me to say. Man. You know what, Jesse? They really fucked with you, man. I need to have a legitimate, believable motive for the Nigerians because they gained nothing. I don't know. I feel like if he was going to use his substance abuse issues for his defense, he wouldn't have straight said that I'm not lying, I'm still telling the truth. Well, but like what come out with you get they arrest you, you get charged and now you got a drug pro- like I just <laughs> that's why I feel like he mounting a defense because the timing of him coming out with this supposed drug unless he trying to say he just started a drug problem when all of this happened I don't see the point in mentioning it unless and it's what the, the fuck is a designer drug um X ain't ecstasy considered a designer drug I don't know well I guess Molly cause that's Molly. what he was asking the dude for yeah, he was asking them for designer to say designer drugs in the um the whatever the deposition. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Fuck Jesse. 
Jesse. I hate that. Oh, his name is terrible. Uh, have you heard about what happened with Robert Kraft? Yes. Robert Kraft owns the New England Patriots. And he is being charged for a human trafficking and prostitution sting in Jupiter, Florida. Robert is currently a wanted man as the police have already issued a warrant for his arrest. Robert is being accused of soliciting a prostitute on at least two separate occasions roughly a month ago. According to officials, there is body cam footage of evidence that has been gathered over the last few months. Robert will be charged with a misdemeanor and will have to appear in court. A misdemeanor? That's what this is. Well, rich white men can get away with so much shit in America. They can't. They can't, unfortunately. Um, And the thing is, I don't think people realize, like, Taken is obviously a fictional movie, but they have, they literally have places where rich men go buy young girls, like, that are being trafficked. Like, that little um, auction thing, that auction part of that movie, that shit happens. If you have the right amount of money and know the right of people, you can get anything, including a, a little young white girl that you could take her virginity. Like, that's a real fucking thing that happens. So when I saw this, him being involved in a, a human trafficking thing, I was like, yeah, I can see it. Why the fuck not? He got enough money and people with money do shit like that. Poor people don't be getting involved in this kind of shit. This is rich people's shit. Can't afford it. They can't afford it. You ain't in the group me for that. No. <laughs> You're not. Cause you gotta know somebody that know like it ain't even something that you could just look up. You gotta know somebody that has the same predilection that you have and, and are able to get you in to an auction. Like and fuck around and Google some shit like that on an incognito <laughs> window. That shit say incognito, but if people police don't be at your goddamn door in twenty minutes. <laughs> Yep, is that is you're not gonna be able to find that kind that? of shit on your own. What was that? What that laugh? I don't know. That was like Woody Woodpecker laugh. I can't even do it. I can't now. I can't. I'm not oh, gonna it be able to do like it. Oh, it sounded like a again. dolphin. <laughs> <laughs> that shit right there. It was faster than mine, but I I'm not gonna be able to repeat it. I don't. But know. at least the llama the llama cough gone. <laughs> it is. I ain't heard that in a while. That shit gone. I ain't even noticed when it left. Why was it a llama cough? It wasn't a llama. What it, animal I was forgot it? what you said. It oh, wasn't a llama. Yes. Moose. It was a moose cough. That's correct. I don't know. It just went away. But I think it's like the weather is weird in Alabama right now. And my sinuses and allergies are acting up. And so I think what it is is that shit be draining. And I may not necessarily feel it. But like if I laugh too hard, it aggravates some shit and I start coughing. So right now, it must not be aggravated enough for the moose cough. I don't know. But you got the Woody Woodpecker dolphin, <laughs> dolphin laugh going on. That's okay. That's all right. <laughs> but yeah, Robert Kraft, you know, fuck him. I, I just, you know, I know everybody has their kink, okay? And I get it. I do. But like, shit, some of these people's kink is just like. <sighs> What'd you say your kink was? Asphyxiation? No. What? First of all, you doing the thing where you try to check and see if anybody's doing coke by offering as long coke. As you know. <laughs> Cuz I never said anything about it. Actually, you said you didn't want to know what my kink was. <laughs> when I said I had a little bag of kink. Who was that that said something? They commented and it was like it was like I was Just talking say about words drugs. podcast. <laughs> I do have a little bag of kink. It's not a big bag, it's not a duffel bag. It's a little little carry-on. It's a little bag. Carry-on might be too big still. You keep you keep making it a point to say everybody got their kink, and it's just they do. 
I don't feel like what you would define as kink it would be a kink. Mm, I think it'd just be regular shit mm, that no. you have altered to be a kink. Like, I don't think you've altered it to be a kink, but I think so that you can say you got a kink. You're visualizing <laughs> this thing that's normal to everybody else as a kink, but it ain't number regular shit. I don't think so. Not in this case. Maybe. I don't. I guess it depends on who I'm telling it to. Because if they have like high levels of kink, then yeah, it might be like, that ain't shit. <laughs> I don't know. I guess it depends on who it is. But everybody does have kink. They're kink. Well, maybe not like, I don't know. I guess. The people from 19 Kids and Counting. I mean, other than having babies, I don't know that they have any kink. I couldn't Shoot see that. club up. <laughs> that ain't kink, though. Married people do that all the time. Maybe. <laughs> so, I don't... Now, them, I couldn't see, like... I feel like they just do missionary, and it's just so that they can have a baby. Maybe they got all the pictures of their kids on the wall watching so they can have sex with uh, the kids watching. But without them actually watching. That would be kink, and that would be fucking disturbing. Let's hope not. What if you dated a dude that had to have a picture of his mama in the room somewhere while I'm y'all not, was having sex? I, we're not ever having sex. That's fucking weird. That's weird. I ain't saying it ain't weird. I'm just saying. <laughs> we're you, not going to be dating. I'm saying you need to be prepared for whatever man going to bring hey, to the situation. I, after being propositioned on what was it POF and learning about what pegging was I'm not real. I, I feel like I'm prepared for niggas to say some wild shit now I just feel like at this point I'm just prepared to be like nigga no and what the fuck is wrong with you? you know what I'm saying like I don't know that I would just be horrified after that I was in the ghetto gagging ghetto gagging after that I was like all right people obviously I had doing some really wild shit so mm-hmm. now I'm just like no nigga no <laughs> and then that's it but I guess I'm prepared as as prepared as you can be for somebody to say some wild shit to you. Mm. I don't know what my next story is gonna be. <laughs> yeah, we're not spend so much time talking about random shit. We go down rabbit holes. That's what we do on this we show. We do rabbit holes. I had Robert Kraft. What else did I have? Black mom outraged after son picked cotton and sang slave songs on a class trip. That has happened before. There was a video that was going around yeah. a few years about of a, of a guy With talking a about that story. Yeah, so that's happened before. <laughs> Unfortunately, yeah. I had. Have you seen Offset's album cover? No, my nigga. It's called Father of Four, right? It is, and it's got him and his four kids on it. But it's the most photoshopped shit I've ever seen in my life. It's the worst album cover. He got he make too much money to not have been able to hire somebody to do a better job on this album cover. Okay, I said this in the group. Shogun from Government Name make all of their uh, art for their show. He could have did a better fucking job. This shit looks like all of them kids look like they were just photoshopped into this picture and they want i don't even know how you fuck that up and do that it's garbage i just don't know that he make too much money for an album cover like this it don't look like culture is really there she looked photoshopped it like it i don't know if it's the i don't know Did you just say photoshopped it photoshopped in oh not photoshopped it, <laughs> it like photoshopped in they photoshopped her into the picture in not not photoshopped it 
That's it's, what it sounded like. It's just not good work. And it's not what you would expect from somebody with the amount of money and the level of popularity that he has. I just saw that in the media. was like, did he do this on Windows 95? What the fuck is this cover? <laughs> it looks awful. It's terrible. It's horrible. It is horrible. It's just not. I just don't understand who he let do it, but he need to fire them immediately. And he should never have put it out. But the album out now, so that's the cover art. What you know about uh, Kamala Harris? That what that she's running for president and that she was getting heat this because of she was came out in support of justice, which I don't think you need, anybody that did that needs to be. People everybody didn't know. came out in support of him at the beginning, which is why everybody's so angry now. Is because Ice Cube's son made a post um, that was like basically, you know, you had niggas rooting for you. We was all like, people's ready to fight on your behalf because people weren't believing you with shit. It's a slap in the face for you to do this to black folks, to gay people. It's a slap in the face to everybody that believed you, which I agree with. But that's all I know about Kamala Harris. I don't know a lot about her. The reason that she's getting a lot of heat, which it's starting to look more and more like people like Kamala Harris, Elizabeth Warren, uh, Tulsi Gabbard. Uh, Tulsi? Yeah, Kamala Harris, everybody, Cory Booker. It seemed like they getting a lot. It's, it's just the theories are coming out that this is led by these same Russian people that impacted our government before. before. Because it wasn't like just a, it ain't like a Russian came over here and whispered in a motherfucker's ear. They just had a group of people that understood the dynamics of our culture so much that they knew how to drive a wedge between what people believe in and what people value. So theories is that like it's Russian influence happening again because they just coming out so heavily with these things. But the issue is she used to be a prosecutor <laughs> and and a district attorney. I don't know why I thought she was going to say prostitute. <laughs> oh, Lord Jesus, no. <laughs> don't put me on that shit with them <laughs> talking bad about her. No. Oh, Jesus, I'm sorry. I just heard the beginning of it, and I was like, wait a minute. Okay, sorry, go on. <laughs> I'm five. And because our justice system disproportionately impacts brown people more than white people the criticism is that she been prosecuting black people oh yeah i remember you talking about this when we first when you first introduced me to her because i didn't know who she was do you think somebody black who was responsible for putting a lot of black people in jail can be the president i mean as far as would she make it as president? Like, would she be voted would in? Would she or what? be able to be a positive influence on the black community? Would the black community objectively be able to look at her president as separate from her role? Will we be able to accept it? No, because Obama didn't get that. And he, yeah, like, I, black people just held to a, a different standard all the time. Like, you're not going to be held to the same standard as your peers. Anything that you do wrong is going to be magnified by 10,000 because that's just what being black is. I mean, I don't know. Like, whenever I see, you know, stuff like that or, like, when we, when we had all of this, you know, back to blue and you had african-american officers coming out in support of their fellow officers and people were getting upset i just know when you are some of these systems i don't know it's like you get can you 
separate out from what the system is. You know what I'm saying? Like, can you not participate in the bullshit within that system and still be a part of that system? Or is it? Or is there a way for you to not be impacted by it and not go with how how fucked up the system is? Could like where she wasn't? Because like in general, black people get prosecuted by a higher number. Could she have participated in that system, been successful, and refused to play the game? Does that make sense? What I'm asking. This is my response, and this is how I generally feel about it. I think that if we're gonna criticize anything. We should criticize her decision to go be a prosecutor, knowing that the system was what it was. Yeah. Uh, but at the point that she decided to become a prosecutor and go in there, the expectation that she can go in there and not to the most racist, good old boy, white man system that exists. If the expectation is that she was supposed to go in there and not prosecute black men that were put in front of them, not prosecute the marijuana cases that she prosecuted and not do the bidding of the people that were in those systems and still be able to have a successful career, that's an irrational expectation. Yeah. I don't think we can expect somebody to walk into that system and fix it. And she said the reason that she got into that system is because she thought she could walk in there and fix it. So her expectations were flawed in that regard as well. Mm -hmm. But I feel like that about anybody within the system that the system itself um victimizes black people like if you're black and you go within that system i don't know how realistic it is that you're going to be able to operate outside of what the norm for that system is and stay in that system and not get kicked out not be um not have issues from being in that system trying to change it so like i don't know now I get, I don't know if she would be able to I won't say I don't think that it's a question of whether or not she would be able to help the black community but I think there are people in the black community that is gonna they just gonna feel the same way with Obama there are black people who had very high expectations for what they thought he should have been able to do not realizing the confines of the, of, of the role he was in you know what I'm saying and so I feel like it'd be the same way with her they would scrutinize and expect very a whole lot for her and be very disappointed because the the truth of the matter is the amount of influence that a black president is going to be able to have is going to always be stunted by them being black and they're going to receive a lot of fight from from the other side sometimes within their own fucking part you know what i'm saying so like it's just not realistic i think our standard for a black president is too high sometimes or black officials in general, if you are within a broken system, it's really, really hard for you to have these expectations that one person going to go in there and just magically fix that system. So she's half Indian, half Jamaican. Okay. Do, do you think that her blackness in America is more important than the fact that she's not technically African-American? Nope, because it didn't matter for Obama who's mixed. He's black and white. He was a nigga, though. Like, I don't... So, I think it's going to be the same thing with her. Like, when you brown and you got black in you, you black as far as the outside people. Are. Now, within the black community, we like to split heads and, oh, he's mixed. They, she ain't black. She mixed. They not black. We do that shit. But to everybody else, you a nigga like everybody else. Obama was black as far as white people are concerned 
we look at him and say he mixed his mama was white but like to white people he was just black he was black president kamala harris is black as far as other people gonna look at it so how you think that it, her white husband would be perceived <laughs> not well in the black community <laughs> probably help her out with some of the white people but the black community who already gonna have high expectations who already got a problem with her prosecuting black people at a high rate or higher rate than they feel like she should. And then she married to a white man. Three strikes. <laughs> three strikes, Kamala. Three strikes. <laughs> I'm just asking the questions. But uh, but that's all I got. Uh, only other thing I had is, you know, Khloe Kardashian, her baby daddy, then cheated on her again, but this time with Kylie's best friend. And now the bachelor like Kylie's best friend, mm -hmm. Jordan Woods. So, um, and now they are saying that she might be the next bachelorette. Which who the fuck wants to? Say? Whatever, I just don't care. Who would be the next bachelorette? Chloe, because now she's single. Because supposedly they've broken up. A celebrity bachelorette. I guess, yeah. Cause uh the reason so who is the guy? I think it's the um I don't know who Mike Fleece Fleece I don't know how to say this is as, as I don't know what his role is with the Bachelorette, but he said that Khloe Kardashian is very much in contention. Stay tuned. Any decision regarding Khloe Kardashian as a new Bachelorette would need to be approved by my dear friend Chris Jenner because you know she all of their managers. So she's being looked at. I don't know if they would uh, do it, but I just don't. I don't watch The Bachelorette because I think it's stupid and it's fake, and I don't even know why people even still give a fuck about it. Uh, I've never watched that show or The Bachelor, so I don't really give a fuck. But I do think it's fucked up that, um, I mean, he had already cheated on her right. Here's the thing. Here's what's ironic. Tristan Thomas left his pregnant girlfriend, whose name was Jordan, for Chloe. Chloe gets pregnant. He cheats on her while she's pregnant. They get back together. Now he's cheated on her for a woman that is also named Jordan. He left a Jordan for her, and now he's leaving her for a Jordan. <laughs> mm. That is karma, my friends. That's what that fucking like. He a ho I would never want to be with somebody who willing to leave their pregnant girlfriend to be with me. Why would I think I'm gonna be any different? I just don't trust that shit. Like, if you would do this to the bitch before me, you will do it to me. I just don't. I don't believe I'm special enough that you just. Oh, you're not gonna do it to me. That was just her. I don't look at shit like that. Mm -hmm. I look at it as this is what you're capable of doing, which means that there is a chance that you will do this to me, just like you did it to her. Because at one point you liked her too. Now I'm new and you like me, but I'm gonna be old at one point. And with him old is like it ain't he don't be in relationships very long before he's stepping out of them shit. So mm -hmm. this is the second time he cheated on her, and it's like, bitch, you surprised? He cheated on you while you were pregnant before you gave birth, just like he did with the other baby mama. So girl, bye. That's all I had though. Well, I guess that's it. All right. Unless you got anything else on your mind? Oh, I do not. All right. Well, until we come to the next conversation, we out. Holla. Holla.